Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, welcome back to Send It With Steph. I'm Steph Leckenstein, your host. And today's episode is going to be about the World Pro Ski Tour and my recent experience at the World Pro Ski Tour World Championships in Taos, New Mexico. So for those of you who maybe don't know what the Pro Tour is, it's a head-to-head racing event. Um, It's been going on for decades, but it's really come back with kind of a vengeance in the last few years. And yeah, it's there's a few events throughout the year. And this year they had the finals, which they called the World Championships in Taos, New Mexico. And I was fortunate enough to be able to go. It was my first pro tour event. And honestly, I had no idea what to expect. I kind of got told to do it by a bunch of other people. And Originally, I didn't think that that many girls would sign up because of past events. There haven't been that many girls attending. Um, I think that's more just because it's the events are scheduled throughout the ski season and they tend to overlap with other races. So I myself have never had the chance to go to one because they've always lined up with races that I've been at. But this year for the finals, it was at the very end of the season. So a lot of people were able to come and I signed up and then I got the email saying that there were over 20 girls who had signed up and only 16 got to qualify. So I definitely had some nerves going into it because I mean, I'm a speed skier now. I have done tech a lot in the past and I think this is the first year where I'm not super confident in my tech abilities. So I it was also the first year that I really haven't raced any kind of team event or like parallel slalom or anything so I knew that that was probably going to be a slight disadvantage for me going up against some notorious tech skiers or even just like dual skiers so um, yeah I kind of didn't know what to expect I had a lot of nerves going into it I honestly at one point didn't even want to go I was so stressed out about it that I didn't want to waste money going and not even qualify so Anyways, it all worked out. I, it was definitely out of my comfort zone. And I mean, the hesitation faded once I got there and saw everyone and was, could feel the energy of it because it is a really cool atmosphere and totally different than anything that I've ever experienced in the past. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. And don't forget this weekend as the run to the roses is on at the Kentucky Derby. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is where the game starts. For those of you who maybe don't know anything about my ski racing career, I kind of have always been an all-around skier, and in the past at World Juniors, I've competed in the team event and... I actually won gold with my team at like the 2017 or 2018 World Juniors in Ore, 
Um, we were definitely the underdogs. We were ranked really low, but we ended up winning, which was so cool. And I, from then on, I kind of had a lot of confidence in team event. And I think I did well at nationals one year. I have had some success in it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I had a little bit of confidence going in, but also the pro tour is something totally different. Like the start gates are different. There's these huge jumps, which I had never really done before. Um, I'd done one duel with jump, one jump in it, and it was hard. <laughs> um, so these ones are built up really pretty big, and it's a like men's and women's race. So men and women are running the same course, which is different than most of the duels I've done in the past. And it was just kind of a, it's a kind of intimidating situation when you're standing there with these people who have raced all of the other pro tour events over the years and have had success at it. It's definitely intimidating, but yeah, I'm glad I went and got to experience it because it was something very cool. One of my biggest hesitations though was they run the same course for men and women, as I just said, and something that affects that for girls, well, is it like a factor for girls is that we have smaller, shorter slalom skis. So when you're running the same dual course as a bunch of men, it can be quite challenging because when you're on shorter skis and the snow is a little bit softer, the rut that the guys are creating is farther away from the gate and longer because they're on slightly longer skis. So when you are on a woman's ski, it is more challenging to kind of get into that rut and actually generate speed. So going into the event, we had been told, my teammate Trisha and I had been told by multiple people that we need to switch to men's skis. Like we have to find some because it's the only way to like be competitive, blah, blah, blah. So mind you, Trish and I have literally two pairs of slalom skis each. Like we are not, we do not have a fleet of slalom skis. We don't have people <laughs> begging to give us slalom skis because we are t speed skiers. So trying to figure that out really freaked me out because <laughs> I am someone who stresses the details a little bit and just trying to put it all together was really freaking me out and luckily Louie my boyfriend was willing to come with us to the pro tour and actually let both of us borrow a pair of his slalom skis so he <laughs> kind of last minute the night before the qualifier switched his bindings around did his did a pair of slalom skis for each of us and it ended up being a huge help because I mean the qualifier day didn't really make a difference I don't think because um, you're only doing two runs everyone's only doing two runs down the course so you don't really create that big of a rut but on the slalom dual day it made a huge difference because we throughout the day were able to actually use the guy's rut and kind of build speed versus some of the girls that did choose to just ski on women's skis had a harder time I think getting into that rut and really using it they were it's a little bit more unstable when you're on a woman's ski and yeah so that was something that was definitely a little bit of a stress factor going into it but once we got it all figured out and got there I'm so glad that we did it and I would highly recommend if you're a girl going to the pro tour for one of the slalom events definitely try to get some slightly longer skis just it'll make your life easier and 
I think it helps um, helps with your speed as well. So now that I've talked about my ski choice and all of the things that freaked me out going into the event, <laughs> I'm going to actually talk about the event itself. And the qualifying day was a Friday. And basically you go up and I had no idea what to expect. Like Trisha and I had no clue what the actual schedule was because we got in late the night before and we couldn't hear the team meeting. So it was kind of just go with the flow. We were trying to figure it out as we went. So we got up there, did our inspection. Um, neither of us really understood what we were like inspecting because it's a dual course. And I mean, more some of the more experienced people were explaining to us like, oh, you want to check out the jumps and you want to like run over them and um, test out the start gate. So we went and we only really got I think one chance to do a practice start, which when it's your first time and it's a totally foreign thing, it is a little bit intimidating because it's hard to time and it's hard to know the right technique. But lucky for us, there were lots of experienced people there to help us and kind of guide us through it, which was super nice. Um, but whatever, we did inspection, we got to run the jumps sort of, like you get to go over them and just kind of see how they're gonna feel. And then the men's round of 32 goes because the men qualify 32 men versus the girls only qualify 16 just because so many more men enter. So men's full round of 32 goes and then we all go up and the girls run their first round of 16, which, <laughs> oh wait, this is totally wrong. I'm so confused. <laughs> okay, this is not at all what happened. <laughs> I'm thinking about the race day. The qualifying day, um, you're seated based on I don't know what. I think that the people who have raced Pro Tour before get seated based on their ranking. And the majority of us were rookies to the Pro Tour. So we were all ranked, I think, just based on like our names or <laughs> um, how we and like how we registered. I don't really know. But I was ranked like 16th or something. And it didn't really matter because you're just doing a run against someone else and it's the time that matters so my first run I was in the like slower course I said that with quotations because I mean there always is going to be a slightly faster or slower course and on this day it happened to be that I was on the like what everyone was saying was the slightly slower course and it doesn't really matter but I uh, <laughs> I think my first run I was like eighth or something or tenth I don't know I was not in the top group of girls. No, I was probably farther back than 10th. And so I was kind of nervous because I was like, oh God, I have to qualify. Like I have to be in that top 16. So for the second run, I went up and I was like, screw it. I'm just going to go for it and try to have a really fast run so that I qualify for the weekend. So I did that and I ended up coming first or second or third or something on the run. And that qualified me in 10th which there's only 16 girls. So <laughs> I only qualified ahead of six girls, which was fine. Um, but that did make my life harder in actual race days because the way that they match you up is like first qualifier goes against 16th and it goes in. So like two against 15, three against 14 and so on and so on. So being ranked 10th meant that I was basically going against like ninth or eighth or something so I was going against someone who qualified very similarly to me versus 
first against 16th, I mean, you would assume that the top-ranked person would bump out the lowest-ranked person. So that was kind of a factor on the first race day because I knew that every one of my rounds was going to be hard and it was going to be a tight race since I was racing against people qualified right next to me. So I kind of had this like very, very intense mentality from the get-go and I was super nervous and it felt like one of the most intense races that I've ever done. Like it just felt like there was so much riding on it because there is prize money and I had spent so much money and effort to get to this race. Um, but basically I had to I had to put all that aside when I actually got in the gate and I ended up having really good starts. My first couple rounds, I like figured out the timing, I think faster than some of the other girls did and had really fast starts, which is a huge benefit in dual racing because once you're ahead, like you yeah, you're just ahead and um, for me, that was big because I'm the type of person where if I can see someone right beside me, I kind of panic. If they're ahead of me, it is more like a cat and mouse situation. But when I can see them in my peripherals, I like tend to go a little bit too hard and <laughs> it doesn't always work out. So I kind of went into it, like try to get out of the start fast and just like ski strong throughout the whole race which worked for the first couple rounds. And then when I got past the round, so it goes round 16, round of eight, and I won both those. And then I went on to the round of the quarterfinals. And in the quarterfinals, I was matched up against Paula Moulton, who is like a World Cup tech skier. She went to the Olympics. She's like podiumed in parallel events. And so I definitely let that get to me. I totally panicked and got really nervous. And just kind of was like, oh, crap, like if I lose this round, I'm not making it to the big final, which means I'm going to just have to fight to even get on the podium. So I totally had the wrong approach. She absolutely whooped me um, <laughs> and she won the quarterfinal, which put me into the small final and my teammate Trish won her quarterfinal. So she went into the big final against Paula and I was against the two-time reigning winner, Tuva Norby, who had won the previous two pro tours. So I was already like, okay, so I just got beaten by Paula. Now I have to go against the girl who's won the last two pro tours. Like, great. Um, but I think once Paula beat me, I kind of shifted and was like, you know what? Screw it. I really want a podium. And I don't care who I'm against anymore. Like... I let Paula get like let Paula's status or like her how good she was at skiing get to me and um, just kind of decided to put all that away and really just race like I had the first two rounds and I ended up beating Tuva which was <laughs> a kind of a shocker at the end of the day to me but it was very exciting and I ended up in third and Trisha was second and Paula ended up winning so she did prove that she was the fastest on that race day and I mean if I was going to lose the quarterfinal to anyone it was definitely not a bad thing to have it be Paula but yeah so I came third and I think that that was such an exciting thing just getting to go to an award ceremony like I haven't really been to an award ceremony most of the year like I was on the world cup and not making top 30 and it's a little more humbling <laughs> over in Europe and getting to kind of be celebrated and 
have the champagne popping and like see the big check for Paula come out was very exciting and I was just so happy to be a part of it and also just to have like there was a lot of excitement um after the race like people were really wanting to like talk to us and were really excited about what we had done and so we kind of embraced all of that and then quickly went back to the house actually so that Trisha and I could nap because we were so exhausted from the day like if you're doing those if you're making it all the way to the finals then you're doing 10 runs on that course so and the girls and the boys are doing 12 like it's a lot of work and we were both so tired so quickly went home took a nap we both showered um my dad and boyfriend kind of got everything organized for us thank god and took us back up to we had to do an interview with the pro tour media and then we went to this big vip dinner which i had no idea really what we were doing or getting into but when we got there it was so fun everyone there was just so excited about ski racing and they just really loved the athletes like everyone was so proud of every of the athletes and like really celebrating them which you don't see every day in ski racing it is kind of a underrated sport so to have that atmosphere and to like see everyone just so fired up about it and yeah it was fun we ate some really good food we got to hang out with friends and Razy, and we got to see Razy and David's adorable little baby Rosie so that was always good and yeah it was just kind of a good night we got out of there pretty early because Trisha and I had just so basically our season like was very very heavily loaded at the end and we (laughs) did the whole Norham final series nationals Canadian nationals Norham finals U.S. nationals and then flew straight to Aspen and raced five days of spring series which was just over the top exhausting so (laughs) we were both absolutely gassed and so we quickly went home after the dinner and Everyone got to sleep relatively early, but waking up the next morning, I have never been so sore and tired. Like, it felt like I had the flu, but like not in a sick way. Like, I had full body aches. I was so dehydrated. (laughs) Like, when you're skiing out in the sun, Taos is so hot, and I mean, New Mexico is a desert, so it was just so dehydrating, and by the time we, like, realized that we hadn't had enough water it was too late so um waking up the next morning was hard we kind of all rallied and got in the car drove to the hill got up there and the day two was so much more relaxing because trisha and trisha and i knew exactly what we were doing my dad and boyfriend knew exactly what was happening like they knew how they could help us what we were kind of gonna do and this was the day of the GS duel. So it was an event that not many people had done before. Um, I mean, they do it in like World Cup and at the Olympics. But other than that, it's not really a common event. So for Trish and I, we thought this would be a great like bonus for us because we hadn't really no one had really done this type of race. So we were very excited, but we got up there and The course was set, it's a very narrow run, and (laughs) the course was set really close to each other and like really fast. And these jumps and the like, the snow hardened a lot more than they thought it would, so it was a lot faster. And 
the jumps were bigger so it took a while everyone did like two or three or four inspections and they had us testing the jumps testing the different core sets because they wanted it to be safe and they had no way of telling because it was the first time they had done this gs event so it did take a lot longer i think the inspection process took like two hours and then eventually they decided for safety purposes they would run us staggered so um both of you you would you and your partner were in different courses still so um they would send the blue course first and then once the blue course person crossed the finish line they would send the red course person and it was fully based on time so there was no like head-to-head action it was all staggered and that presented a lot of challenges for some people because it was more like an actual ski race where you don't have that side-by-side kind of um, excitement or like push Um, for me (laughs) I was so tired that I don't think I even really cared what was going to happen. I was kind of just like so focused on myself and um, <laughs> it is so crazy to think about, but like I was too nerve, too tired to be nervous and I was fully focused on just getting myself down the hill. So for me, I didn't really care, but I know that that defeats the purpose of kind of the dual um, racing, but um what else happened so the boys ran their first round and then us girls went up and ran ran our first round and since I had come third the day before I was ranked third which was really nice for me because that then meant that I got seated against people of a lower ranking than me whereas the day before I was seated against people with a higher ranking so it was nice to have that kind of difference and I guess it just yeah it was a little more relaxed not relaxing but like (laughs) it was just I wasn't as stressed I also was so tired like I said that I don't think I could have been stressed but the first round was very exciting um I ended up winning it which was great and then after the woman's first round of like round full round of 16 after they had decided who would be moving on to the round of eight, they decided to try running the men's round of 16 side by side to see if it was safe enough. And um, it was. They decided that it was good to go. They were going (laughs) to send everyone else side by side. So um, there was a lot of other factors in that decision. And one of them was that it was super windy that day. And some people thought it was unfair that the wind was coming in gusts and just not making it um, fair for the staggered starts because maybe one person who went earlier wouldn't have wind versus someone after who did have wind. So they decided to go side by side and the men's round of 16 went smoothly. No one hit each other. No one, nothing dangerous happened. So the girls agreed that we would all do our round of eight starting head-to-head which was great we all did the round of eight Um, again it all went smoothly it was pretty safe (laughs) Uh, mind you we're like running like whatever five meters away from each other on gs courses on full gs skis going off jumps and stuff so i wouldn't say that like the entire (laughs) the entirety of the race was a safe 
was safe, but I do think that they made it as safe as possible for what kind of race it was. Um, and then I qualified through the round of eight and went into the semifinal against, or the quarterfinal against um, to, um, Kaya Norby. So I got to race both Norbies in <laughs> the um, in this pro tour, which was very fun. And I mean, they're both really good skiers. So it was a little bit intimidating, but I had been skiing really well all day in the GS and I was starting to find a groove. The longer we skied, the more confident I felt and the more like just excited about the whole race I was feeling. So the tiredness and soreness started to wear off and I started to really get into the race. And um, I ended up winning my quarterfinal, which put me through the big to the big final, which is where you compete for first or second. And I was so freaking excited because not only did I just like have this weird feeling in me that I had a chance of winning, but like I just felt so proud of myself for getting that far and like getting to a the big final, which I the day before didn't envision myself getting to. So. I was really proud and by the time the big final started I was like really fired up. I had kind of gotten over the the fatigue and the heat and the cold and like it was just a lot that day so I'd gotten over it all and going into the big final I was against Paula again which I luckily had learned from the day before to just treat it like any other run and um, I mean she's obviously a very fast skier so I knew I had to race as hard as I could, but at the same time, I saw us on more of a level playing field. So we went out and I had a lead coming into the last jump or the second last jump or I don't know. And unfortunately, right before the last jump, um, Paula crashed and after I went off the jump, she crashed off the jump behind me and like had a terrible crash. And I crossed the finish and I couldn't see her. I didn't know that she had crashed. So I crossed the finish and kind of like was confused because I didn't see her beside me when I was stopping. And I looked up and saw her like crumpled under the um, jump and people running to her. And I mean, that was definitely a moment of just like instant panic because I know how quickly those types of crashes can go really bad. And I was more I was really worried that this race that was supposed to be so fun was going to be like a basically group mess up her next year of skiing. So to see her stand up again and walk off the course and to hear that she was okay was definitely relieving and I did get to see her for like half a second as she walked into the lodge and she didn't look great. She was she didn't say she she said she didn't feel great. So I had a feeling that she probably wouldn't come up for her next race because, I mean, as athletes of our age, I think we all have this kind of understanding of when to push and when to not. And she was smart and, I mean, realized that this race was not going to, like, really progress her and her career was more of a fun, like, event to be at. So she, I went up the snowmobile to the top to theoretically run my second run of the big final and then they radioed up and told me that you know she's not coming up you just won <laughs> um, by default and that was kind of a surreal moment because I was at the start with 
all of these amazing starters and volunteers and people working who had been so nice to me all weekend. And my boyfriend, Louie, was up there. And it was just like, it was very exciting. I, <laughs> I didn't really know how to feel because I was just so one happy to have won prize money because I like worked very hard to fundraise my skiing and it is a big amount of money to help go towards that but also just really proud that I had like gotten to this point where I was competing against Paula Moulton and all these other really great skiers and yeah I guess it was kind of just like a moment of pure happiness and the people up there were so nice to me and were all cheering for me and they gave me the option to do like a victory lap I guess um since I was already at the start so I got to run the course by myself and yeah it was just it was really cool coming into the finish and having everyone like cheering and just so excited for me and it was unlike anything I've ever experienced before and then I got absolutely showered with champagne, which I've never gotten to pop. I've never had people spray me with champagne. It was pretty crazy. And um, just the whole event, like being able to talk to the sponsors and kind of hear these people who are so supportive of ski racing and so excited about ski racing, be excited about me and be proud of what I had done was very, very cool and kind of surreal, honestly. But I had quite the experience. Um, it was pretty crazy. So for anyone who doesn't really understand the Pro Tour, the prize money at the World Championships, as they call it, was 20000 for the winner of each day. And then it went down to like for second, it was 6000 and something. And third was 4500 And fourth was 3000 I think. And then it... Um, there was prize money all the way to 32 for the men and 16 for the women, but I don't really know the breakdown. I um, was lucky enough to win one of those $20,000 checks, and I mean, I got a cool watch, and yeah, got all these <laughs> very exciting um, trophies and like memorabilia, which I will definitely be keeping forever, but something that I would say made a huge difference in the whole weekend and like helped me have success at it was having a bit of a support system because it is one thing to go to a pro tour if you haven't raced a whole season and like this is kind of your um, circuit just you go to the pro tour and like that's your excitement and that's where you're putting all your energy into versus coming off a full race season of back-to-back -back races and then trying to put all of your energy into these like really fun races is totally exhausting and um, was over my head for sure. There's no way I would have done what I did if I didn't have my dad and Louie there because <laughs> they, number one, like made sure that our skis were all done and were helping at the, my dad would be at the finish and Louie would be at the start and they kind of tag teamed like my dad would help Trisha and I with our skis and getting up to the top and then Louie once we were at the top would make sure that our skis were ready to go for the next race and kind of keep us calm make sure we had water like it was <laughs> it's a very overwhelming and fast-paced um, series so if you are not on top of it it could definitely get a little bit confusing and it was huge to have those people there because 
I just don't think I would have been okay. Like I think I just would have been too tired to put in the work necessary to do well. Um, but overall, it was definitely one of the most fun and coolest experiences I've ever had. And I just want to thank the pro tour people and everyone who organizes it for putting it on because it brings a new level of excitement to ski racing. And, you know, it gives it gives all of us a little bit of hope that even after our maybe professional or semi-professional careers are done, we have a place in ski racing still. And a place to go where we can like see all our friends and um, still get that competition because that is something that I know we all crave a lot and yeah seeing all these really good like retired ski racers there absolutely crushing was definitely fun to see and what I hope to be able to do when I eventually retire but who knows <laughs> who knows when that'll be or what my body will be in a state of so anyways that is my spiel on the pro tour it was definitely something that I would love to go to again I am hoping that they schedule some more around Christmas so I could go to one and then again the world champs at the end of the year absolutely loved that event loved the people loved the way it all went it was like organized chaos Um, (laughs) it's amazing that they can pull off such a cool event with how much is going on at all times so it is so amazing and thank you to all the sponsors that support it because it wouldn't be possible without them and thank you to everyone who helped me like my dad and boyfriend and my mom and my other my aunts and grandparents who were watching on tv screaming at the tv i mean it was yes it was definitely the most fun part of my season and it just really capped it off with a huge highlight so thank you so much for listening to this episode i hope you enjoyed it make sure to give me a five-star rating if you did and to tune in next week for a new episode Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.